Hi, this is Clark from Stop Motion Poetry, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. Hi, this is Cello, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. Hi, this is Chef Heather Love from the Burns Inn, and you are listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. Modesto, 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 Modesto Reboot Podcast. Hello there, Rebooters. This is Phasm, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. On today's episode, I have Julie Shear. Welcome to the show, Julie. Woo! Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Phasm, for having me. I'm excited to be here. You sound so energized. It's like you're standing up or something. I am standing up and doing jumping jacks, just so I sound energized for this podcast. Awesome. So, Julie, what's your day job? Well, my day job is I'm an orthopedic trauma PA. I work at OrthoMed here in Modesto. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? Um, well, I've been doing orthopedic uh, trauma for six years, but working here in Modesto for one. And prior to that, I was working at the county hospital, San Joaquin, for two years. Okay. So I've been in the area for three years doing trauma orthopedics. Okay. And so are you originally from Modesto? I would say yes. I, I was technically born in Omaha, Nebraska, but ever since kindergarten, I've been here in Modesto. So I went to Lakewood, La Loma, Johansson, and I don't really remember anything before kindergarten. So, so Modesto's my, all my memories. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then so what was uh, childhood like? Did you, which side of Modesto did you grow up on? I don't know. We always called it like the Lakewood neighborhood, but I guess it would be East Side Modesto. So right by like Surrey and Sonoma streets. Okay. But um, now I live in the college area, but yeah, my roots are over in the Lakewood area. Okay. And did you, what was it like growing up on your street or in your home? Were there lots of kids there? Um, yeah. So I lived in a cul-de-sac, which, which is really fun, safe, you know, you don't have yeah. through traffic coming um, you know, blasting down your street, able to play bikes and have our chalk paintings stay intact and, um, could walk to school. Uh, there were lots of kids in the neighborhood. There was also older families too. Uh, but everyone's pretty stable. You know, we didn't have a lot of turnover as far as neighbors and we knew everybody on the cul-de-sac and that was kind of fun to have little like get togethers and stuff outside. Mm -hmm. Did you have siblings? I do have siblings. I have three younger siblings. I have two sisters and a brother. I'm the eldest and most responsible, of course. <laughs> My um, sister, Jessica, she also lives in Modesto. She lives in the college area as well. I have another sister, Jennifer. She's an accomplished artist and lives in Santa Barbara and works part-time at Apple. And then my brother, very proud of him. He just graduated from the Air Force and he works at Microsoft doing uh, software design in wow. Seattle. Wow. So growing up, what did... What did dad do for work? My dad is a gastroenterologist, which is a doctor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And then my mom's a, a homemaker. So every day we had lunches and paper bags, and every night we had a home-cooked meal, and my mom was always very good about having a protein, a starch, vegetable, fruit on the table. And yeah, it was beautiful childhood. No complaints. My, my mom was like that with dinner, too. It was like always a square square meal. Right. And then now I have a little bit of 
I have uh, a two-year-old son almost. Well, he turns two in just a couple weeks here, but um, I have I have failed to have the same you know level of dinner. <laughs> so sometimes we're getting to go food and whatnot, but that's that's one of my goals, you know, to to get to that Lisa level. That's my mom's name. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you went to high school at Johansson. Any crazy stories from Johansson? I mean, Johansson, when I went there, it was the best school to go to. We had this awesome Olympic-sized pool. It had just been constructed. I guess if you want a spicy story um, from Johansson, I have I have pretty nice cursive penmanship. And so for my friends, he, 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 um, some of their excuse notes and stuff might have come from my hand, you know, for them to sneak out and go get some Taco Bell or, or whatever, but pretty innocent overall. Yeah. I didn't do it all the time. Yeah. I didn't get paid or anything like that, but that was probably like the most rebellious thing I did in my high school years. And so yeah. I'm I think sharing if, it. I think if I remember correctly, I went, I went to Johansson for a year and a half and the first year we were allowed to leave campus for lunch. Yeah. And then the second year they that was like the last year that that you could do that and it was like i mean we almost rolled over cars and lit bonfires because we were so like (laughs) upset about that rule but now it's just like kids grow up and that's normal it's like yeah so the year before i started is i think when they closed that down and you know it's just like this fomo this fear of missing out like what how can we missed out on that so I think that was part of the reason we did the excuses is we felt like that was something we should get anyways. So Yeah. All right. So then after high school, you said you left Modesto? Yes. So I went to Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where my uh, dad went to medical school and my mom's family is all from that area. So I was able to spend a lot of quality time with my grandparents and Creighton's kind of a, a small school I think the undergrad is like 2500 so your teachers know who you are it's a very small campus close-knit and I made some made some good friends there great friends and you know we all still keep in contact but yeah that was a great college to go to lots of uh, professional pre-professional students go there cool Um, and then after college what did you do so after college I was pursuing medical school. And so I applied for a master's program at Loyola University, Chicago, moved to Chicago with some of my great gal friends. And we had an awesome time, got a master's in medical sciences. And then I, and then I stuck around Chicago for a number of years doing sales as a nanny for a little bit. And then I reaffirmed my interest in medicine. So I applied for PA school, physician assistant school. It's a mid-level provider. And I got into a number of schools, but I chose to go to um, this one Midwestern in Glendale, Arizona. And so I went to school there and then I moved back to Chicago. So, and then I got married, moved back to Modesto just, yeah, three and a half years ago or so, four, almost four years ago. So where did you meet your husband? In Chicago or I met him. In, I met him like three months before I was going to leave for PA school in Arizona. I met him through um, some friends of mine that I had made in Chicago through a kickball league. (laughs) And then I met him when a group of us went on a skiing trip and he wanted to sit by me on all the chairlifts and, and yeah, we just kind of fell in love. (laughs) So, um, why is that funny? 
<laughs> well, just it's just so cliche, you know? So, no, it's cute. And so I, then I was leaving for school and we did, I guess, like a long distance thing for a couple months. And then he ended up moving out to Arizona. So, wow. so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and then we missed Chicago, moved back afterwards, but we were married and grown up then. And we lived out in the suburbs and it just wasn't quite the same. We wanted to get somewhere warm. So that prompted us to come back to sunny Modesto, California. So did anything else crazy happen in Chicago? In Chicago? I mean, Chicago is just full of crazy. I mean, it's just every day. Like, well, what I really love about uh, Modesto, Chicago, and I would love to have in Modesto is the weekends. Like Chicago celebrates good weather and they have festivals every single weekend. And when you're not at work, that's just another reason to go to happy hour. And I wish that excitement and that like joy of life was here in Modesto, more festivals and people just getting out. I feel like in Modesto, a lot of people hang out at their houses, but there's not that surge of people coming to beer gardens and happy hours and, and, and festivals, all that kind of stuff. Do you think our weather's too good? I think we take it for granted, yeah. you know? I mean, everyone says, oh, Modesto has nice weather, but they don't really know what it's like to be indoors for eight months with snow outside and you just can't even leave your house. And, and then for those few five, four to five months that it's just beautiful in Chicago, people just, they don't want to be inside at all. Up, yeah. And so we have pretty awesome weather, 20, 12 months, I was going to say 24 seven, but 12 months of the year, it's, you know, it can be a little gray sometimes but it's not negative yeah. 30 or anything so um our weather is fantastic here so tell us about the casino oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so i had told i didn't know i know you want that story that. Yeah. <laughs> so so my deepest, darkest secret is that I am 86 for life from all Harris casinos. And how, how did this happen? <laughs> well, I was this nice little pre-med student going to Creighton University, and my friends and I wanted to go out dancing. And so we did at a Harris nightclub. And one of my friends was dancing a little too close to another patron of the dance club, and they got into a little bit of a, a skirmish. And I broke up the fight, but I was pinned as the culprit or whatever and so they took my id and um long story short i guess i got a photocopy but to confirm that i'm 86 for life i went to a bachelorette party a number of years later and they had a record of in my name in vegas yeah. yeah yeah number yeah when we went like, to vegas all the way on the other side of the country yeah and they're like oh julie ringer that was my maiden name um uh, you're kind of flagged in our system as 86 for life. And I was like, what? And yeah, it's all back from this bar fight, 2004, whenever that was. And so we had a hightail out of there and I haven't really been to a Harris since. I'm kind of terrified, but now I have a new married name. So like I was telling you, I'm hoping that the trail's gone cold and they can't trace me, but now I have uh, this incriminating podcast. So yes. <laughs> So I hope no one from Harris is listening to this. <laughs> All right. So have you met anybody famous in your lifetime? Okay. So, um, well, this is kind of a cool story. So in high school, one of my friends, Whitney Keir, that's her maiden name back then, her dad and mom imported drinks into Modesto. He used to work at Gallo and got into the drink industry. And so Alanis Morissette really liked this, like, fruit 
carbonated drink. It was called Avio that they were importing. And so we, so she wanted cases and cases of this Avio. (laughs) And so in exchange, she had a limo sent to come pick us up in Modesto, like eight or 10 of us girls. We're like 14, 15 years old. And we got all these cases of this drink and we went to this Alanis Morissette concert, but we got to meet her before and it was kind of casual. I mean, she's like signed our CDs and stuff, but and she's really short. Like I, ne- I never realized how how small Anis Morissette is. Huh. But looking back, that would never. I mean, we were unsupervised with no adults in a limo going to see Alanis Morissette in like San Jose or <laughs> bringing the soda water with us, and then and then we got a limo ride back. But that was really cool, and I got Alanis Morissette signature. And that sounds amazing. I think yeah. that's probably like the coolest story. I mean, every now and then I'll just run into somebody random, like um, that guy from Mythbusters, Sav- the guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. We ran into him on a shuttle bus going between terminals in like New Jersey or something like that. And hmm. anyway, he was really nice and personable. He was right. asking me like what I do for a living. And he was telling me about his, how his nephew had like a femur fracture. Cause I told him I was an orthopedic ah. PA. And so we talked about that and he does, um, like motivational speeches. I think he's gonna be like a keynote speaker at a conference or something like that. Okay. But so he's still doing stuff. I know that they've been to the, the Gallo Arts Center multiple times. I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. My kids were actually up on the, the stage there when they came through. <clears throat> Bustin' myths. Bustin' myths. <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> nice. Um, so what's your favorite thing about Modesto? I think it's the potential. I like that answer. I, I think I just look around Modesto and I'm like, oh, we could do this over here and that could be done over there. And it that's kind of futuristic speaking, I guess. But what what's great about Modesto now is the people. The people yeah. here are... A lot of people have roots here. That's why they're still here. They want to make a difference. I have awesome neighbors. My family's here. I love them as well. Um, so definitely the people, but I just see so much potential, like not only with Modesto's location, our population size, but there's just a lot of growth. And I think we're on the cusp for, you know, really good things to happen in the near future. That's an awesome answer. Okay. So food joint, what's your favorite place to eat in Modesto? Okay, if we're going to go somewhere and it's like we're having just a Julian TJ night out, like no, no William, my son, yeah. we're going to Dews. I, I love Dews. It's just kind of like this leisure, quiet, you know, meal where you can just kind of indulge. But I just love all the new restaurants that have just popped up here since I left, you know, to go to college and come back. So now there's just all these cool places like Churchkey and Commonwealth and ba- Bauhaus and and then we have like our old places we've gone to forever, you know, like El Roselle <laughs> yeah. or oh, Tasty yeah. Thai. I mean, there's some like just constant c- cyclic restaurants that we just have to go to. We probably go to them like once every week or two, you know, and even the wait staff is like, oh, there's that ringer party coming in again. So. <laughs> Hi, my name is John Eady. I'm the stand-up bassist for Hot Club Fogeton and the Free Radicals, and you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. What's up, Modesto? This is Big Javi Hav. This is Matt Ernst, Big Vern. And we're with the American Outlaws. And you're listening to the Modesto Reboot Podcast. And now, back to Modesto Reboot. Okay, so let's get into all the stuff that you're involved with 
in Modesto? Because it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what What are all the different things that you're you got your hands in? So, I mean, my prior well, my priority is always my family, and then next is my day job, where you know I have a responsibility to all my patients. And then next is, I really want to make the community I live in shine. So when my husband and I first moved back to Modesto, I went and attended several like forum public meetings where you could voice your concerns about the homelessness. So I stood up and voiced my concerns, but I didn't really feel like I was helping with the solution. And so then I went online and what can I do that's more active? I sent out some emails and I, and I applied for some city commissions. And so I just kind of clicked on all of them, and, and they placed me on this one called the Citizens Housing Community Development Committee. And that kind of started that's it. That's a mouthful. I know. It's, well, we call it CHCDC for short. That's, but, that's so <laughs> Modesto to like shorten it to some letters that nobody knows what Right? Means. Yeah. And then I we mean, never which know. which is worse. <laughs> and which order they go in. But we approve HUD funding for building projects that for the homeless, for veterans, for severely mentally ill patients, and... And I, and I find a lot of value in that. It's, I've been on that for going on, I think, four years now. Building projects are coming through. It's, it's just a, a long game type thing. You know what I mean? We're creating building solutions for just a, fi like a finite amount of people at a time. And, and I, to be honest, I haven't seen like a decrease in the homeless that I actually see in Modesto. But working on that, um, in Chicago, I gained this tremendous sense of neighborhood. So in Chicago, we have Gold Coast, West Loop, Lincoln Park. You know, there's just neighborhoods. And if, whatever neighborhood you decide to live in, you you instantly kind of have this sense of pride about it. And so that's what I loved about the college area. I feel like the college area, La Loma, and maybe like Del Rio or something, they have that same kind of like, well, I live in this community, mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like this pride feeling. So when we were looking where to live in Modesto, I really gravitated towards one of those neighborhoods, but I loved the college area. It's just so close to downtown. It's close to the freeway. We live walking distance to Roseburg Square and the Virginia Corridor. So there's just so much to do. It has that Chicago element to it and with the big trees and the unique house. So anyways, I'm also on the steering committee for the College Area Neighborhood Alliance, and we are working on... A lot of cool stuff to improve that neighborhood and, and make it um, more welcoming to all of Modesto. I mean, that's kind of Modesto's showcase neighborhood with Griseida and Enslin Parks that are, um, I would call them the central parks in Modesto because we don't really have that downtown downtown. But whenever there's a big scale uh, festival mm -hmm. or something like it's happening in Griseida. And so I do that. Um, recently, I was appointed as the chair of the Culture Commission. So I want to improve the arts and beautify Modesto and and uh what else was I gonna say I guess going off the the college area I'm excited I'm the chair of gala in Griseida which we're getting a lot of buzz about and so initially okay so how that came to be exactly is I was doing these fundraisers for the college area to try to get more stuff happening we want to get signs we want to have more security and so I was doing these fundraisers with like yogurt mill and Bob's Take and Bake. And, you know, it was, you know, $40 here, $80 here. But the city of Modesto had come to the college area with this grand scheme of this remake of Griseida and Enslin Parks. And I think the sticker on it was like $4 million. Hmm. And the city's like, we don't have this money, but you're, you're the college area. You, you know, you'll, you'll come up with this money. It's like, well, what? $4 million. So 
I had only amassed like a couple hundred, maybe a thousand dollars with all my pizza nights and stuff. And so actually, uh, Chris, that's cute. I know, right? Thank you. Thank you. You're like, here's, here's my, my, uh, my, 40. my lunch money. I know. I mean, people, people were going out of their way to have pizza nights, but yeah, it's just a couple dollars here and there from different families in the college area, but it still has a sense of community run into people when you're picking up your pizza and whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah. um, uh, after one of the meetings, Chris Ricky, he lives in the college area and he puts on lots of huge festivals. He's like, you know, let's do something big. And I was like, what? And then Ken Peterson, he's with the city of Modesto Parks and Rec neighborhood. And he was currently working with the college area to do the pool and splash pad remake. And then, yeah. and then leadership Modesto came in and did the tot lot. But Ken Peterson, he had been working very closely with our neighborhood and us in the steering committee. And so he was like, yeah, you know, you should do a big fundraiser and start generating some funds to kind of start lining out some of these other improvements in the park. They're, you know, they're much needed. And so, so Gala in Griseta was born, you know, this, this beautiful event in Griseta Park, beautifying it, canopy of lights, trees. Um, the vision now is happy hour, three-course meal, drinks, live music, and there's going to be a silent auction component to it because... This event, initially it was just going to be a beautiful event, but now we want it to raise some serious funds to kind of keep improving the parks. We have two projects that are slated for 2019 to accomplish with Gala and Griseta. So the first one is, is there's this Boy Scout clubhouse. I think it's 70 years old, sits in the southwest corner of Enslin Park, and it's available for people to rent, but it's not rented a ton. And there's some horseshoe pits in front of it that are occasionally used, but it's it's dilapidated. I mean, it's just, it looks sad. And so... Well, the building just got painted, didn't it? We, it looks nice. we painted it. Good job. Yeah, that was, gonna, that was a demonstration to the neighborhood and community. We had Modesto B come out. We had like nine neighbors that came out and we painted it. And then the city came back and painted the higher spots. But, and, and secret confession... I don't think the, that blue color, that, we wanted more of a gray. I, I think the colors got crossed. But anyways, that, that's not a big deal because we're working with Simile Construction. They're going to get us some bids. And the vision is we're going to redo that whole area and beautify, modernize the whole thing, hopefully. It depends on how much, fun, how much money yeah, is generated yeah. from the gala. But we'll probably be repainting it because we're going to be doing some work with the air conditioner ducts and this and that. And we'll probably just repaint the whole thing again. But that was just a demonstration to Modesto, the community, that the neighborhood wants to change. And we're, yeah. we're going to put the work into it. And so that so the Insulin Community Clubhouse, that's like our... Tier well, one project. Tangible, I guess. Yeah. Tangible project. You know, that people are going to be able to see. The other one's going to be more immediate. So we're launching something called... Sundays in Griseta, and that's going to be from starting this Memorial Day through Labor Day 2019. And what that's going to be, it's going to be free complimentary programming in the park. So we've had gracious partnerships with a lot of business. People hear about this and they love it. You know, people are trying to make a difference here in Modesto. So uh, Studio V and Core Fitness, they're going to offer a fitness component every single Sunday in the park. Mm. They're going to kind of share that. It's going to be at either like 9 or 9.30 in the park. And then the, we worked with the city of Modesto. They're going to open up the pool that we had uh, completed, the Barber family that lives in the college area. They got the pool and splash pad redone last year, and it wasn't available on the weekends. So we worked with the city of Modesto, and they're working with us. And so on Sundays, families, awesome. yeah, we'll be able to come and use the pool. It's a dollar, but um, 
people who don't have access to pools or anything like that will be able to come and enjoy it. Yeah. And then they're going to have um, some pool camps and, and stuff like that too. Wow, that's super awesome. Yeah, so just keep your ears and eyes tuned for Sundays in Griseida. We're going to have a website that has all the activities. We're going to ask um, neighbors to adopt a weekend for a third activity. And that's where the funds from Gala and Griseida will help subsidize if there's a cost associated to it. So if somebody wants to take charge and have like a petting zoo come in, mm-hmm. then we'll work out the insurance and permitting and the cost associated, but that person needs to kind of own it. Or they could also pick an event that costs no money at all. They could have like, hey, like we're going to do a five mile bike ride through the college area or something mm-hmm. like meet at this time and we're going to go. So, so there's going to be hopefully three components to every single weekend throughout the summer for people to get out more people to enjoy the park for more reasons and just, and just be, um, present in the neighborhood. And then I have a, I have a secret confession. Another one. I have enough. So once we get, so once we get, uh, secret confession sounds a little weird. So (laughs) Enslin, this Enslin, uh, community clubhouse or the boy scout clubhouse once that's completed, it's this cool indoor-outdoor venue. I want to launch something called Evenings in Enslin, where we get food trucks there on site, BYOB. You can bring beers or a bottle of wine and hang out with friends, neighbors, and again, just enjoy the park. And that would probably be like maybe like a Thursday night or something like that. Just kind of come chill. But you know, Isn't these Thursday nights is concert in the park, though, right? Yeah, but it's only for like six. It's only, I think it's only six weeks long. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's only six weeks long, and I could see where concert in the park really kind of starts at dusk, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Like yeah. seven-ish or something. I mean, people are hanging out there all day, but people could go there and get food and mm-hmm. drink, or totally. or we could make it on Wednesdays. You know, it has yeah, it I'm, hasn't yeah. it There's hasn't been pros launched. Pros and cons to doing it on the same day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just when people want to booze and stuff, you kind of want it towards the end of the week. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could start off strong on a Monday boozing in the park, but <laughs> I to mean, each his own. Yeah, to each their own. Maybe we have boozing in the park every weekday. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> I think there's already some boozing in the park. <laughs> I think the wrong people are boozing in the park. But again, the Chicago element. You know, people in Chicago are constantly BYOB. Have, you can bring beer on the tr- trains in Chicago. I mean, wow. they kind of embrace this, you know, f- live and enjoy life type mentality in, a, in the Modesto where it's a little bit antiquated. I think we haven't really come up with like what's offered for the younger demographics that's available in other cities that's appealing. So, so anyways, having boozing in the park, I think would be a major sale for, you know, the twenties to fifties, but I know lots of people are 60s, 70s and they, they're all on board with having a bottle of wine in the park also. So mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to love this, but Evenings in Enslin, that's down the road. So Sundays in Griseida and just fixing up the Boy Scout Clubhouse. That's kind of our two priorities immediately. Okay. And Gala in Griseida is when? It's May 11th, 6 p.m. Tickets are currently available for sale. It's $150 a ticket, $1,200 for a table. There's a $50 per ticket upgrade for VIP which would include unlimited drinks via, uh, it includes VIP. It includes valet. Um, we're tinkering with ideas like, uh, like a swag bag type thing and then premium seating. So you get like closer to the stage and stuff like that. 
and it'll be like a VIP experience basically. Yeah. But, um, and then we have, besides ticket sales, people can be sponsors. So we already have a lot of sponsors for the event. Starts at $1,500 and goes up from, from there. This is a little bit more pricey kind yeah, of event. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like. But we want to generate some major you funds. You see me there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, we'll have you painting murals. You'll be kind of like that's live. That's how I get into live, some of these Yeah, events. right? It's like, yeah, I can't afford a ticket, but I could paint there. <laughs> But we want to generate funds, you know, so, so those pizza nights, they they weren't generating any funds. So unfortunately this is a little bit more expensive, but the things we're going to do with it it are going to be free and they're going to be complimentary and inclusive for the entire city of Modesto or people who want to come here from Turlock or Riverbank or, or Ripon, they'll want to come here to Modesto and enjoy this stuff. Exactly. Well, that's a lot of stuff that you've got going on. I know, right? It's How do you exhausting. Juggle it all. Well, I just prioritize. I my son and husband come first, and then my job. You know, yeah. the one I actually make money at. It's most important, and then um, all these other things. I do have a lot on my plate, and so other opportunities do come up, and I do have a hard time saying no to anything that improves our city. I, I love it. It's like you want to make this other cool thing happen for Modesto and you want me to be a part of it? Yes. You know? So I just disclosed that I have a lot of other stuff going on. Like, Hey, I can only do this day or that day or, or whatnot. Um, for example, uh, Josh bridegroom asked me to, to help do some of the Christmas decorations downtown. Um, Thomas Reeves, the chief information officer at the city of Modesto. He invited me to be part of Modesto's sesquicentennial planning and so that's 150 years of Modesto. It's coming up year 2020. And so we're planning a year-long celebration of just cool stuff to do in the city of Modesto. And, of course, me with my just craziness. Bleeding heart. Yeah. So they just uh, bring up the idea of having some murals painted. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this mural is like this mural battle that Fasum put on. You know, it's really cool. And people really love that. And I'm like, what? We need to have 150 murals for 150 years. And I mean, this is a room full of like ex-mayors and, and CEOs. And they're just like, what? That's way too much work. And that's crazy. But I told them, let me, let me look into it. And so at the next meeting, I'd like to report back. And hopefully you're, hopefully you like to come partner and jump on that bandwagon. I would love to. I think that's, I, I mean, it sounds super ambitious, but I don't think it's impossible. And I don't know, like there's mural festivals happening all over the world and they're doing like just really cool things for the areas that they are done in, you know, as far as economy and interest and, you know, I I don't see why we shouldn't kind of go after that. It's, it's an easy answer. It's not like, you know, the only answer, it's not like the, the complete solution, but it's like part of it. And I think it's, it's tangible. Well, I think some of the, the classic Modestans, I'll call them, they don't realize the power that social media has and, yeah. and murals. I mean, people are traveling to have their selfie taken in front of this particular mural because it conveys this message or it's the perfect background to, to go with their color genre of their you know page of their Instagram photos. Yeah. So having just a plethora of murals I think would just be so powerful for the city. I think if we could convey it appropriately on, on social media, that content could go viral. You know, like in New York being like, oh, this little 
ag town, <laughs> this beautiful little ag town in central California did 150 murals in one year. You know, I mean, I think that'd be powerful to celebrate yeah. 150 years. And then um, we would just break it up, you know, like just anything. You just kind of make this huge daunting feat, break it up into smaller, more doable feats. So, and so, so I did the math with my phone calculator and 150 murals is like 12 to 13, you know, each month, which that sounds more doable. You know, you did, what was it, six seven. or seven? Seven in two days. Yeah. So, so that sounds like a no-brainer there. It's a matter of money. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we would have to raise money for it. And, but, again, I think it's doable. And if we get enough people interested, and, and like you said, if we pitch it right to the right people, I think. I mean, there's so much money here with ag and... Um, it's just a matter of getting them to understand the value of it and the ROI on it, I think. Yeah. Well, I think your mural battle, the most recent one, was just powerful because it shows people how, how those pieces of art are now like a tourist stop. You know, when you bring people downtown, it's like, well look, well, look at these murals here. Aren't those cool? And so having 150 of those, you know, s spread out throughout the community, I think they now visually see the power of those and yeah, you're right there's a ton of people in Modesto who have money they want to invest it in Modesto but they want to invest it in the right spot and it's a lot of energy to make this stuff happen so from my contacts of the uber wealthy which are limited <laughs> but they they love that the young enthusiasm yeah. of our generation and and they've worked their whole life to get this money and and they don't mind giving it back to the community that helped them you know, amass their empire, but how much do you need and what are you going to do with it? You know? And yeah. so getting all those answers together. So this 150 mural, I mean, that's just within the last couple of weeks. So I think, um, just getting a number, like an estimate, you know, and, and seeing what that would cost because Modesto wants to make this an awesome celebration anyways. And so this is only going to be one facet of this year long celebration. So, but I think it could be like the, you know, the foundation of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be cool. But anyways, just get them some numbers and see, is this doable or scale it back? We could always have smaller mur murals or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't have to all be chartreuse muse, you know. How tall is that? Like 30 feet or something? 25. Like 25, okay. Yeah. yeah. They don't all have to be 25 feet murals, but but the bigger they are, they, are, they do have a lot of impact then. So that yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Hey, do you have any... Um, favorite quotes grow up you know all my favorite quotes are really cliche they they all are i mean they're <laughs> quotes so <laughs> like, quotes. like one guy comes up with a quote and like you know ten thousand people have it as their favorite quote <laughs> you know and then i'm gonna say a quote and i'm gonna probably say it wrong just off the top yeah, of my head yeah that's totally fine but there's this one by like ben franklin it is ben, Fra ben franklin but it's something like don't wait until tomorrow what you can get done today or something okay. like that. Just, you know, don't procrastinate. I always cram and, you know, I kind of like that adrenaline rush, but trying to pace it out, get done today what you can get done instead of pushing it off for tomorrow. And, and then you just get more stuff done when you do it, you know, in a timely manner. I really like that quote. Um, my dad, I don't even know, I'm sure he did not make this up, but you know, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Yeah. I mean, no, he, he didn't make that. He up. did not make that. Up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he, Dad. But he, but he told it to me. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> who said? Who made? Whose quote is that? 
I, it's probably like Confucius or something. I don't know. I love it. Your dad's like, I came up with this great quote <laughs> he for didn't, you. He did not say. Remember he... this all through your life. <laughs> I came up. It's brilliant. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Julie, for being on the show. And um, you've got so much going on. Super excited. We'll have to get you back on the show. Yeah, updates. Uh, yeah, updates um, to see like everything that's you know transpired. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, hearing about this podcast and your mission of spreading the news about what's going on in Modesto, I think is so powerful because Modesto has a wealth of stuff going on, but it's disseminating it. So like yeah. people like Chris Murphy, I applaud him because he did the Modesto View and I hear him on the radio, you know, highlighting different things going on in Modesto. So people are trying to get the information out, but most people, you tell them the different, you know, hey, Porch Fest is coming up. What's that? And it's like, how do you not know about this, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so anyways, a podcast is just another way to just get the information out there. I love it. So thank yeah. you for having me. Well, you have a lot of links to share. So what I'll do is I'll just add them in the notes to the podcast to save you from trying to... Well, the most out. important is Gala and Griseta. That is the handle on Instagram. Facebook, that's also our website, gallangrisada.com. Go buy your tickets, come to the event, support Modesto. If you can't attend, it is the Saturday before Mother's Day, then uh, a monetary contribution is also greatly appreciated. So cool. So that's my number one plug. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll get you all the other ones in the notes. All right, sweet. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. Follow us on Instagram at Modesto Reboot, as well as Facebook. Look for the group Modesto Reboot. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.